Hello, faithful listeners. This is Pastor John Clowder from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake, and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Welcome you to worship anytime on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 10.30, and thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead. A reading from Deuteronomy. When you have come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance to possess, and you possess it and settle in it, you shall take some of the first of all the fruit of the ground, which you harvest from the land that the Lord your God is giving you, and you shall put it in a basket and go to the place that the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name. You shall go to the priest who is in office at that time and say to him, Today I declare to the Lord your God that I have come into the land that the Lord swore to our ancestors to give us. When the priest takes the basket from your hand and sets it down before the altar of the Lord your God, you shall make this response before the Lord your God. A wandering Aramean was my ancestor. He went down into Egypt and lived there as an alien, few in number, and there he became a great nation, mighty and populous. When the Egyptians treated us harshly and afflicted us by imposing hard labor on us, we cried to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. The Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil, and our oppression. The Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with a terrifying display of power and with signs and wonders. And he brought us into this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So now I bring the first of the fruit of the ground that you, O Lord, have given me. You shall set it down before the Lord your God and bow down before the Lord your God. Then you, together with the Levites and the aliens who reside among you, shall celebrate with all the bounty that the Lord your God has given to you and to your house. The word of the Lord. A gospel reading from the fourth chapter of Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, grace to you in peace from the Lord your God. Today, I'd like to introduce you to someone whose story made a big impact on me. This is Sharon. Um, For those of you who don't do flag trivia, that's the South African flag uh, in the front, lots of them. And she was one of the first people I met during the time that I spent learning and volunteering in Cape Town. Sharon was the receptionist and administrator of a women's empowerment program that I spent a lot of time at during the months I lived there. She was a friendly face, a provider of information, and a coach for the women coming through the doors of that center each day. 
Now, Sharon didn't have an easy life. She had not received much education, but opportunities had opened up later in her life, and she had worked hard to find unemployment. As Sharon first told me her story, she didn't dwell on the disadvantages that she had lived with as a person of color in a racist society in South Africa. She didn't focus on the years of poverty or her inability to find work or the challenges that her family faced in providing for their children. As Sharon told me her story of how she came to be in this job as the administrator at a women's empowerment program, she had a refrain that she came back to again and again. And that's what my God can do. Each step of her journey that moved her or her family just a teeny bit forward, she would exclaim, and that's what my God can do. Sharon had heard about this women's empowerment and program just through a coincidence, and she applied to be a student and got in. And that's what my God can do. And when she completed her program, they asked her to come back and help teach the next session of students. And that's what my God can do. Sharon said. Eventually, she was offered this full-time job managing the front office, doing hospitality, connecting with new and prospective students, and that's what my God can do. It's hard for me to even look at this photograph and not just hear it in my, her voice in my head, and that's what my God can do. Now, There are a lot of ways Sharon could have shared her story. She could have focused on her own hard work and accomplishing all that she had. She could have emphasized the difficulties in her life and how those circumstances had caused suffering for her and her family. But she chose to see God at work in the midst of her life. And it made it her refrain to lift up all that God had accomplished in a difficult and uncertain situation. Sharon's faith was certainly strong, but her way of telling and retelling the story of God and work in her life is what captivated me and which has stuck with me for over a decade. Sharon's faith and her story of God at work has many parallels to our Bible reading from Deuteronomy today. In this passage, Moses is giving the people instructions of how they are to remember their story and to make offerings to God in gratitude at the time of the harvest, giving first fruits to God through their priest. Now, really, Moses is giving them a worship liturgy or a script, just like we read every Sunday, for making contributions to the Lord. Now, just to give you a quick refresh, the Israelites have had a difficult and tumultuous history. Their ancestor Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. Then his entire family uh, flees to Egypt in a time of great famine. 
Then the Hebrew people are enslaved under Pharaoh and have to work um, really difficult jobs. They escape the bondage of slavery and then wander in the desert for 40 years. Four, zero. 40 years in the desert. And now they are on the cusp of entering the land God promised to their ancestors. Or at least they hope so. That's a lot. There are a lot of ways Israel could have told their story. They could have focused on their own grit and surviving so much hardship and uncertainty. They could have emphasized the trauma life had dealt to their ancestors through immigration and slavery and this this excruciating journey to return to their homeland. But Moses instructs them to remember God at work in the midst of such suffering. The words they are to repeat in their worship offerings Don't ignore their difficulties, but instead remind them that they have experienced homelessness, migration, oppression, and toil. And that God was present in the midst of these things and was providing for them, hearing their cries, seeing their affliction, And bringing them out of Egypt with power and wonders. God is now giving them a land on which they can live, providing the fruit of the ground for them and their families to survive. When Moses gives them this story, they are focusing on God's responsiveness to the Israelites' cries. And on God's amazing power to deliver from oppression and to provide for a future filled with hope and abundance. One of the beautiful things in this instruction from Moses is the care for others. In giving their first fruits to the priest, they are sharing their abundance provided by God with the Levites, their brothers and sisters who did not receive a land inheritance, and in the words of Moses, with the foreigners and the migrants who live among them. The Israelites are reminded to share generously with others who are vulnerable, to celebrate with them, remembering that they too have been cared for in places of great vulnerability. And this, too, is part of the process of making an offering to God. Both the Israelites and my friend Sharon give us a picture of what it looks like to shape our stories around God's work in our lives. God hearing and seeing us. God making a way out of impossibility God calling us to give generously and to help others. The Reverend Dr. Joy J. Moore says this of the Israelites' liturgy. 
This is a rehearsal of telling the story. We don't do this for God. We do this for ourselves. We think we go through these habits or these rituals because it's something God requires of us. This is a way for us to remember who we are by retelling our story. We all have these kind of stories, don't we? Stories that we repeat, we rehearse them. We tell them to ourselves over and over again. We share them with others. So I wonder, how do you remember who you are? What are the stories that you tell or could be telling about God's care for you? God's work in the ups and downs of your life, God's power or healing or abundance coming your way. What's your story? We could all tell our stories as what I have accomplished or the grit that we have shown to get here. We could also tell our stories focused on the trauma, the persecution or affliction that have been ours. In addition to everything that life throws at us, we have all endured a new kind of hardship over the past two years of pandemic. And I'm certain that each of us has stories to tell about the pain of that time. But today I am challenged. And I challenge you. And I challenge us as a people to move from focusing on the harshness of the reality of our life to tell the stories of the blessings God has made possible right in our lived experiences. It doesn't mean we pretend the challenges don't exist or didn't affect us. This offering liturgy from Moses specifically names those difficulties that the people went through. But it also moves us as God's people to places of gratitude, generosity, and the ability to see and name God at work through it all. It empowers us to give generously to those in need around us, even though our lives are far from perfect and our paths are filled with stories of grief, trauma, and trial. So what needs to be transformed in the stories you tell yourself. Like the Israelites, how can you name the realities of your life and also name the presence and care of God for you, dear child, in the midst of them? How can you be grateful for God's hand in the journey and generously share with those in difficult places, difficult places that you yourself have traveled through? 
Our giving is a beautiful response of gratitude to the love and care that God has shown to us. And this love comes to us in uncountable ways, in fruits and land, in harvests, in promises kept, in being heard and being seen, in relationships and new places with signs and wonders and with the outstretched arms of Jesus Christ on the cross. God's love comes to you, dear friend, with a persistence and grace that never gives up. The Israelites remind us this day God's love can prevail against betrayal, rejection, homelessness, migration, slavery, oppression, wandering in the wilderness, and starting over in a brand new place. And that's what my God can do. How about yours? Amen. Well, that's it for this week's sermon. Thank you for joining us. Look for more information on faithfl.org or certainly reach out to the office if you would like to receive weekly email updates. Thank you.